What are we starting? Nothing. <laughs> like your ex-girlfriend. She died. Her <laughs> name was April. It's, it's out again. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Thank you Musical for coming theater. to Nerds. <laughs> Here we are. Welcome to Rent. <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of So Let's Talk. I like How was that? that? That's good. Okay. Really like that. Um, today I'm joined by my longtime friend, ex-roommate, uh, current co-worker. Um, what else do you need? Co-mom. Co-mom. Uh, other mental half. <laughs> uh, therapist at times, therapist. but also client at others. <laughs> um, Alexis, everybody. Do you want me to not say your last name? I was going to say, don't say my last name, because what if? I mean, I don't know if I'm very stockable, but I could be <laughs> at this a little point, bit. At this point in life, I think we welcome stockers. <laughs> Except when they line. could find my address. I will. So, um, how are you getting up to my apartment, though? Let's be honest. Are you scaling, scaling the tree? Right. Are you going to... There's two locked, coated doors. Mm-hmm. Don't tell them all that. Cat, we're true. getting way too specific. Do you, remember, do you remember when we took pictures in the lobby and there was... We had to take down... <laughs> No, no, we didn't take it down. You edited it out of the photo. I used the acne tool. To <laughs> but the picture was too good. It we was a really good picture, and there was an upside-down Jesus cross behind A crucifix us. Yeah, hanging. it felt a little yep. not right. It wasn't good. No, it wasn't great. Poorly decorated. Yep. Um, okay. Still that way. It's still there. Is it really? Yeah, it is. Um, the mirror, too. The mirror was the mirror nice. The mirror is there. Yep, the lamp's still right in the middle of the mirror, because that makes still, sense. That's what we moved. Yeah. Yeah, we did a very tall mirror yep. or uh, lamp lamp right in the middle of the mirror. So very pretty. Mirror. We know each other through all of the things I just mentioned, yeah. but we share a very um, furry connection. Yeah, very special. <laughs> a very special four legged connection. <laughs> um, Alexis and I have sister cats. Sister cats. <laughs> They're Is that so a cute. TLC TV I show. So. <laughs> I think so. Not what you would expect, <laughs> but it, yeah. it sure could be. Yeah. Um, we we scoured the internet for kittens during quarantine yeah but these ones really did kind of just come up randomly they, we were sitting in the morning yep. in the living room and they came across your facebook and we just said yep okay let's go get them let's go get them it was funny because it came across from someone that i actually followed on facebook and i don't know who she is which makes it more meant to be yeah synchronistic um, That's so hard. we found two kittens and then their mom wasn't around anymore, so we picked them up. Mm-hmm. The day we picked them up, we ta- we uh, took them to the vet. Yeah. That was at four weeks. Yeah. They were, was it four weeks or was it three weeks? They I, were very, very, very small. I think at four weeks, you still need the mom, so, which is why oh, yeah. we had to bottle feed them. Bottle feed them. We had to teach them how to pee and poop. Do you remember that? I had to massage their little mm-hmm. tummies. I wouldn't do it. I made yeah. you do it. Yeah, you did. <laughs> <laughs> but I always tell people, like, we had to bottle feed them. We had to teach them how to go to the bathroom and, like, not where to go to the bathroom, like a regular cat in a litter how? box, like how to use their parts. Yep. Um, use their parts. And we currently had... A first cat we had Blair yep which is your cat yep. and then we had to like keep them in a room in our guest room and mm-hmm. then 
slowly introduce them to her. I really like take pride in that story. It's of a how we really good them. story because honestly, like it, it it's more than friendship. I what know. we did I know. was full we on kids raising together. like not to I I don't want to, you know, um, take away any from, actual right. parents out there. But what we did, it was felt, hard. It felt for for people not having kids and dealing with younger siblings and younger cousins sure. all of our life. It was pretty close. Yeah, it was pretty close yeah. to that. And like we they were really on such a regimen. We had to bottle feed them every three hours. Uh, yeah. So one of us always had to be home. And mm. that was like a lot of communication on our part that we weren't used to like hey when yeah. are you going to be home okay we have to do this we have we have a timeline or i'll stop home before i go here to yeah. make sure that they're okay or when we were um we would feed them first thing in the morning they would make sure we were awake 100%. first thing in the morning yep. um and uh the schedule as far as feeding them and like interacting with them would not have been possible if it weren't for uh the shutdown uh, honestly like that, we both work full-time yep. there would have been no way that we could take care of kittens but it also made us have to communicate more through all of that too like we very well could have lived our own separate lives through that yeah. whole situation we had nothing to do yeah it made us closer for sure mm -hmm. um that was that was so good I, I i have all these pictures that are coming up now i sent you one this morning they're all coming up from two years ago yeah. like on the dot of when we first got them because that's all i did was take pictures of them that's all um, we did they were identical twins Do you remember how we told them apart we actually at one point i think we looked at them and said we have to repick because yeah. we had yeah. zero clue which one was which i was good at telling from the eyes well how oh it was the white patches was it was the how? white patch sassy had so sassy and sage so sage is yours uh -huh. sassy was mine yeah. um sassy how fitting had, as well it was very 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 fitting. good for us i remember we went back and forth on names for a long time and we didn't know like what to call them yep. and you really liked pepsi i loved for pepsi. a little black cat which i really liked it was like a little fizzy ball <laughs> and we didn't actually even mean for them to both have names that started with s's it just like happened that way and all yeah. of a sudden it fit and then it was sassy and sage and then there was no going back no there wasn't that was they were good names um but what was i saying before that hmm telling them apart oh um yes. sassy had in between her bottom legs like right oh, over her yeah. belly she had that white like patch of hair of her so we would have to like turn her over on her stomach yeah which we would if you have, have to kids you know what that turns into mm -hmm. yep your hand gets clawed yep. up and mm -hmm. yeah that was so funny oh my god they were such babies does sage like scream at you oh always they're such vocal cats they were always sassy was definitely more vocal but yeah. i think that sage had to fill the spot when sassy i think left so too because she is so vocal she does not <laughs> blair stop. did not like sage <laughs> blair did not like sage when they were first mm -hmm. and sassy because i think sassy had such a fitting name too because yeah. like her and blair blair didn't like her either but no but she made blair like play with her it was weird because blair wanted so badly to be near them but only to scowl at them yes like i'm gonna come near you and be mad that i'm that close to you but i know it was to be right here even though it was my decision yeah yeah and i felt so bad for blair because she like ran the house yeah. obviously she, between the three of us she was the yes, house ruler yes i would have to ask her if i could have a snack <laughs> yes exactly um, she oh her favorite spot was above the are we hotboxing the room yeah we kind of are um okay. her favorite spot was in the cabinets above the fridge oh yeah and we would always lose spot. her yeah 
that Sage was now, but Sage, she is a little bit of a copycat. Does she get up there now? Yeah, she yeah. does anything that her sister does. Mm-hmm. But I think that we knew that because Sassy was always the more um, independent or confident. Yeah, rambunctious a yeah, little bit. Just more. Like I mean, they both had energy, but. Yeah, but I think that Sassy was the leader in that situation. I also think, because we've talked about this before, nobody's going to care about this, but. We my, don't get a chance to talk a lot. cats so. are really small, yeah. both of them, but Sage is significantly smaller than Sassy is, and I think it's because she actually is the runt of the litter, and I think that Sassy understood that and knew to take care of her. Sassy is so small. So small. Like, I haven't seen Sage or been able to compare, but, it, like, Matt tells me all the time, like, you have the smallest cat i've ever seen he she's two they're two now in april yeah and um he said he had a cat that was not even two that was like double the size of her i i don't know do black cats run small they do they do and they run leaner too so it makes sense and they're females and we have no idea what the mom looked like so she could have been very small Mm -hmm. herself that's what i'm assuming but it makes me feel better that I also know that Sassy is little because yeah. I, it would scare me more. Yeah. Be, how old is Blair? Blair is four. So they're two years apart. Mm-hmm. And two oh, years no. ago, they have to be. I thought Blair was older. She's five. They're three years apart. Okay. But even two years ago when Blair was three, yeah. she was still large. Yeah. You know, like yep. she was a regular size She got cat. to one and became like a yeah, regular. Yeah, they usually like sprout right up no but ours are little little baby angels little baby angels angel babies um do you feel like sometimes you might never love a human the way you love a hundred percent i i could never receive the love that my cat gives me from a person and i really do think that there was something so special like i love blair i love her she was my first baby mm-hmm. you know she just has a more of the cat like personality that you expect kind of like touch me when i want you to touch me yes leave me alone leave me that's alone. too much yeah exactly but she really is she knows when you're upset she knows when you're sad and she's very good at um consoling Feeling you. that out yeah 100 yeah. percent. we're the girls <laughs> um yep they have zero social awareness whatsoever <laughs> none um but i really don't think that i'll ever have a connection like i do with any other animal the way that i do with sage and i wonder if it's just because she's special or because we spent so much time with them when they were younger that was my always my like mindset on it was if i do ever get another cat it will never be bonded to me the way that sassy's bonded to me because we bottle fed them as if like we were the moms Mm -hmm. so and they looked at us that way and i think that that's still like blair she was like, I'm your mom. Bitch. Yeah. <laughs> like, yes. I yeah. was never her mother. Yep. Whereas they Blair relied was on very us. Very independent. Yeah. Always. Um, Sassy still consoles me. You know, like, I, but I also, I put that on her where I'm like, oh, you knew I was sad versus like, not really. Like, am I just <laughs> laying here with my neck wide open for you to come right, sit on to it? Like, come in yeah. here. Um, so, speaking of loving another. <laughs> I guess we should get into some of our topics. uh, Um, So I guess from the title, I haven't really decided what I'm going to name it yet because I feel like it can, you know, broaden and we can kind of lose track of where we're actually going in this topic with a bunch of other subtopics to to complement it. Especially us. Especially us. Um, Already, I think we're 20 minutes in (laughs) in talking about cats. Okay, so our topic uh, for this episode could be a variety of things, but 
overall validation through other people, self-validation. I think we have a lot to talk about. Um, So we're going to go through some basic different scenarios. I have some personal experiences that I can share. I know you probably do too. Um, You don't have to share whatever you don't feel comfortable sharing, but so far having done this podcast for the last couple months i do have a very like kind audience um i know before you asked me what was the question that you asked me about podcasting i forget i was saying i I wrote it down yeah you, you were jotting a little bit but um i was saying how do you deal with the fact that you know that people are going to perceive you through what i'm saying through what you're saying Like you're putting yourself in a position to be just perceived by, it could be a small audience, it could be a large one, but either way, there's going to be. It's a vulnerability for sure. So my whole thing was I've wanted to start a podcast for so long um, and it took a really long time for me to get to this point where that thought didn't control me. Mm -hmm. And like it still does, like I still am very skeptical about topics that I want to say and there are still are some that I'm not ready to talk about yet because I'm afraid that someone who knows someone who knows someone who knows someone is listening Mm -hmm. but I have to remember a lot of the time as long as I'm not being cruel a lot of the time the things that I have to say are my story too so like I'm allowed to say them and if they have a problem with it chances are if I'm talking about a situation I either a don't talk to you anymore b we have closed out the situation and I was kind enough to maybe say like hey I'm gonna talk about this but there really hasn't been anything that deep yet um I've been dragging on like I've for for more or less words I've been blue balling an audience about (laughs) my breakup story sure so I'm just not ready yet because there are a lot. I'm still living locally in the town that it happened. So, yeah. well, you know, i working in the town that it happened. And uh, I don't want to, I can't name names, obviously. Mm-hmm. I don't want to shit on anyone. But again, like I said, it's my story. So there's some things that I yeah. do filter. But um, for the most part, I, I've gotten past that part in order to start the podcast in general. Like yeah. the, I just, most of the stuff that I say is just because I can like you know what I mean like but you've you've known me for years like I wasn't always like that like I was like well what are they gonna what are they gonna say what you know I think that's also gonna be like a really great thing for you to look back at this in a couple years and say like like be able to see your evolution and Mm -hmm. the the ways that you got more comfortable and the the spots in which you started to heal uh so that you felt comfortable to say those things because maybe it's just not the time yeah like maybe you're just not ready to put that out there and you're gonna know when it feels good because you are a hundred percent self-aware enough to right i don't want to figure that out i don't want to rush it either it's it deserves some breathing room yeah and and some positive connotation on it like i I don't need it to be a shit-talking story but i feel right now it still might be that so until i'm ready to kind of like fully let that go and i think that anybody that's waiting for that story if they're waiting for it for the right reasons they're going to understand that yes and if you feel like you can't get along without it break up with whoever he is right now <laughs> if <laughs> right, you if need you some need guidance, that bad. let me just tell you that breakup story did not end well <laughs> <laughs> okay so um briefly kind of to sum up what i have i have more of a dating background on validation mm-hmm. and um alexis has more of a authoritative slash family relationship type of yeah kind of like even like female friendships a little bit more oriented i feel like family stuff for me is just it's a little touchy yeah okay we'll leave it out but i think that the female friendship is and the um authoritative friendships or 
could be person to person yeah exactly like kind of stuff like that Mm -hmm. i definitely have um more issues with um validation than i do and like romantic relationships yeah okay so we'll get well it's pretty well-rounded in situational things that we can talk about i think so um for me and i feel like this is just validation in general but it comes it stems from just an example of a first date so say you went on a first date i feel like we there are i'm not trying to single any gender out but nor typically in my experience for females to go on a first date with whomever we come home and immediately even before we go on the date honestly but when we come home there's does he like me Mm -hmm. did i do this right did I do this right? Did I laugh enough? Did I not laugh enough? Did I, you know, did I put out enough? Did I, was I shy? Like, it doesn't matter what it is. We're constantly just interviewing ourselves where we never ask the question, like, did I like him? That's so funny that you said that because I actually have that written for my kind of like end of scene Mm -hmm. um, stuff. The stuff that I had jotted down when we talked about exactly what we were going to be talking about. Mm -hmm. Um, here and I was kind of just trying to get ideas and get a flow going I actually wrote uh stop worrying about if they like you and worry about if you like them it's such a like what prompted this topic was that I was listening to another podcast and this was such like a little comment that the girl made in the podcast that's all about yeah about why do I care about his validation of me you know and I was like oh my god so many people think that way Mm -hmm. like so many people are like what did I do wrong? What did I do? When is he going to call me? When is he going to text me? When are we going to go on a second date? When in reality, like if I'm begging for this man's attention already and it's only been one date, mm-hmm. I'm emotionally unstable. Yep. Well, you also have to think of just like, I'm not ready. You have to think of energy, like the way that it works. If you're chasing something, what does that thing have to be doing? Mm-hmm. Running away from you. You can't chase something that's standing right in front of you mm-hmm. and is ready to be received. There's a, I mean, I, we're going to come full circle so many times so talking many times. about this, yep. but that was one of the things where it was like, once you gain that confidence, which we'll talk about and how, how to do it or examples of how to do it, you re, like you're exerting this energy that comes across as confident, as, you know, stable, as strengthened, empowered, all of, this, all of these things. And that's the type of energy that they feel versus when you go into a date and you're like, so, so, <laughs> and I'm this and I'm that and blah, blah, blah. That person Here, automatically, yeah, exactly. That automatically comes across to that person and their energy or their, um, their confidence goes up because they're like, oh, like they're insecure right. and I can see it. even if they're not it's consciously subconscious, doing it. hundred yeah. percent. Like a lot of it is just completely subconscious and it really is based on just like, humans like mm-hmm. us as humans that's just what naturally happens yeah if you feel somebody cowering underneath you you immediately feel feel powerful mm-hmm. i think a lot of this like i've said this to you i don't think i've ever said it on here but my main goal of this podcast is looking inward i feel like that that's literally where everything starts like you can't get annoyed with people's projection because 
you're taking it some type of way because you're not secure enough to know that they're coming off as they're projecting their bad day Mm -hmm. onto you where you think it's your fault and you're automatically mad at that person like it just everything your self-confidence your calmness the walls that you put up the walls that you take down the way that you're able to take i know with us and clients a lot of the time like we have to take in what they're saying and let it go at the same time we have to be able to disperse it in in a healthy way that takes a lot of energy and it takes conscious practice yeah yeah for sure um so as far as i mean as far as a first date we go into it thinking am i gonna say the right thing am i gonna say something wrong we're we're sitting at the table with them already thinking like am i smiling too hard or like i haven't said something in a while it's typically fine to be nervous mm-hmm. for a first date and it's and it's fine to be. like want to be liked on the first date like yeah. that's the whole point but i feel like i don't want anyone that i'm on a date with to feel like they're being interrogated like i don't want i know that knowing what i want can come across as like i'm interviewing you for my time sure. you know and yeah. that's kind of maybe not the message that I want to put out to people but in a way that's exactly what I'm doing like I want to know your your morals I want to know your values so I know that I'm not wasting my time but I feel like there's a casual way to do that I feel like it really is dependent on the person because I've definitely gone into first states before where that stuff just doesn't come up like I was actually thinking about this when again when we were talking about this topic and I was just thinking about first dates in general and for me first dates are always different and it really depends on who is in front of me and I'm pretty good at gauging somebody else's energy and figuring out because I'm a hairstylist yeah that's right true. so I have to kind of be really aware of you somebody's like room, exactly sure, yeah. like somebody's like micro expressions mm-hmm. micro emotions Body like language, stuff like that exactly yeah. so I'm pretty good which is also my downfall at adapting to somebody and that comes back to the whole like did I like them or did, you know, that right, kind of like, thing. And there's a lot of that where, like I said, I want to I wanna be likable too. I want you to feel like, because in that other person's mind, this is for everyone. So mm-hmm. this is for guys and girls going on a first date. Like, like you want to make sure that you're not, you're reading the room, but you're not interrogating them because as you're supposed to be figuring out if you like them, they are also supposed to be figuring out if they like you. So like that doesn't mean change who you are to see if you can win. That means be unapologetically yourself. Mm -hmm. And if they don't like that, take it as a victory. Like if you like imagine going into a situation and you were not yourself at all you were giggling at all the wrong things and you were like i never fucking laugh at that that's not funny like you're you're weird and it's not (laughs) funny and then you leave and they're like hey like i don't think this is gonna work out and you're like wait wait, wait, that wasn't me though yeah like maybe you would like the real me yep versus you also kind of have to think why did i feel like i had to project that certain version of myself on that person that probably has something to do with our connection Mm -hmm. it could have been a me thing but it also could definitely be an us Mm -hmm. thing yeah um but i remember one guy that i was dating and we had a really good first few dates where we were very open and honest with each other about exactly what we were looking for exactly what we wanted like we kind of put it was it all similar it was similar but not enough where it felt like okay this could actually get kind of boring right this is too good to be true but it was really good because i i left those dates feeling fulfilled yeah 
in a way that I hadn't been before because we both took the time to understand what the other person was looking for before we moved forward. It wasn't pointless chit chat. Absolutely not. To take so like so many conversations of nothing just to get one little thing out, and it didn't feel like an interrogation because both of us were willing to do that with one another. So I think that's what I meant before by it really depends on who you're with. Because if that other person isn't looking to share those things with you, it it could feel that way on their end. Yeah. But when you have somebody ready to reciprocate that, it doesn't. So how do you feel that that relates to a friendship? a good question um i feel like with friendships it's different because you don't really go on friendship dates i know right like we meet new people all the time and it kind of just happens yeah and with female relationships it definitely has much more to do on just like your immediate comfortability with that person or how you guys get along and how you vibe but at the same time i do feel like and this could be more for me personally but i'm i have safer spaces with women yeah i feel more able to be vulnerable and softer with myself yeah. right so i don't feel the need to nitpick at myself and get upset with myself because i feel that i won't be there's an understanding yeah with women um no matter your political views no matter your morals no matter anything like it's it's we've it's been hard through to it like a sisterhood i don't yeah. even want to say that yeah. but there's just really there is an understanding yeah I want, do men have that like is there no. just no <laughs> there is just not. no, no they, they don't feel they, things they do stand up for one another blindly, blindly. with having no idea what sure. that other person is like but you're a man so now i respect you do you ever have like a group of guy friends and each one of them comes up to you and says something like emotional and you're like why don't you talk about this with the guy friends who just said the same thing to and me they and they just don't yeah. um so no i don't think that they have that i think yeah. that there's a brotherhood that we don't that, that's kind of that, what i meant is like what is that like uh, like it's a brotherhood because they all have penises oh it's not that we have boobies and <laughs> it's not that <laughs> it's just it's it's an understood struggle mm-hmm. that women always have to prove themselves yeah um i we'll go on and on and on about this so we won't but it's that i feel that connection like that comfortability like you said like and i don't think about like oh i'm just meeting you for the first time like how many men were mean to you today you know what i mean but like there is just an understood like you could say probably anything and like one girl in the room would be like really Uh, yeah 100 percent. me too i totally understand that would not yeah and honestly like i do feel like i don't know maybe this is like my personal experience but i feel like men ride you off so much quicker um, mm-hmm. But I think it's because they value and they look for different things in relationships than females do. Like a we're lot definitely of them don't have that unlocked yet. Yeah. To know that to know why they're writing you yeah. off. It's funny because actually, like I feel like some of the girls they'll make fun of me sometimes. Like, they'll laugh about um, the relationships that I have with my older men clients that come yeah. in, and I'm like, there is a certain sweet spot age where they stop caring about their masculinity and they can just be themselves Mm -hmm. and they want to talk to me about the fact that they really like gardening and they want to go on walks and they like love that their wife does this one thing for them and they just no longer care about projecting this this masculine Mm -hmm. energy towards you you know the other day it wasn't the other day it was a couple months ago i said something about toxic masculinity to matt and he was like why did you just say that and i was like what do you mean he goes i heard that for the first time the other day and that makes sense. Like, what is it? And I was like, 
Oh, oh, <laughs> oh my God! Is but this I, like I a, wasn't mad at him or anything. I was no. like, you guys just don't know what it is. Like yeah. you don't know yeah. that toxic masculinity is not an insult to you. It is something that you guys are just full on projecting to other people. But without- it's not even talked about in their say. Sa- it's not talked about in their spaces that no. they're normally in. Like for us, we're listening to a lot of things and a lot of information that are gonna. that talk about toxic masculinity right right? like we need it more we need to understand it more so we can dodge it like a fucking bullet exactly but for them but is it that they have it and they don't search for it or it's just not available to them whatsoever i don't know if it's not available to them but it's like i said it's not because it is because it is to us oh it very much is that's what i've always said like why are all of these self-help books like targeted targeted towards women and the one that i read that i absolutely hated that i told you yes i also um, hated why men love bitches yeah no i couldn't fucking read it no i couldn't even get through it is appalling that it's a uh female author i understood the sentiment like the beginning like maybe what her original thought was but somewhere it got really lost yeah i think that it was more geared toward like you said, us catering to the male ego. I was versus, gonna say pick Yeah. Versus actually being real and holding men accountable for their emotional damage. Yeah. We were kind of just like, okay, this is how you fit into this space with men that just like almost like let they're them gonna go. Exactly. Let them be exactly what they want to be. And this is how you fit into that yeah, dynamic. This Instead of you, saying, This is how we break that wall and we change the whole fucking thing. Versus having a man read that book and understand how to cater to themselves he would almost yeah feel validated right. in reading that right. being like yes exactly but if she would just there, do that why then- am i i mean maybe it's because i'm a female so yeah. none of my targeted ads are <laughs> towards <laughs> men oh, that could be true but like also i've never met a guy who like read a self-help book for men versus women mm it's always women versus men yeah there's actually a couple of different books that i have on my amazon list right now and i could actually pull them up later but um that actually are specifically more geared towards uh men Mm -hmm. in self-help that um a woman kind of came and was like listen like i understand what this is targeted towards but you would actually benefit a lot from this right so i haven't read them yet but i think but that's the whole my point is their ego won't allow them to purchase a book like that sure unless i mean i i truly believe that a man who's in touch with his emotional not being sensitive and whatever like you could still be masculine that's fine but if you're emotionally mature i find that very attractive you know what would really help is if i think everybody in general but men specifically understood again i'm gonna go back to energy but just that there is masculine and feminine energy in every one yeah everyone everyone you have both you have equal Mm -hmm. parts of either of those Mm -hmm. sometimes throughout your life you'll definitely embody your masculine energy more even sometimes throughout the day yeah you might embody masculine energy more than you do feminine you have both of those yeah it's just the repressed feminine that actually makes the masculine toxic yeah when you are suppressing the feminine that's when you get the toxic masculinity you have to figure out how to integrate both of those otherwise right that's what you are that's who you are right and and it's not i mean like you said it's environmental like the Mm -hmm. where you are like we work in a feminine based industry industry or or environment right now whereas like most like my other half is working in a very masculine type of space space Mm -hmm. so like what like there's no need for him to be 
And he also, like, it might feel very uncomfortable for him day to day to, if he's in those masculine spaces, for him to shift into a feminine because there's just not space for it. Right. He's going to have to take the time in the times that he is not in those spaces to let his feminine energy right. out so that he can be more equally balanced. Did you ever see those memes that were like, him around the guys versus him at home and he's like cuddle he's like in your chest and like yeah wanting to cuddle be cuddled and like sure. he's the little spoon things like that like matt has a very good balance when he's around me um but i see it comes out like unknowingly and i'm not mad at him for it it's just chemically how every male that i've met has been where it's like your environment if you're around a bunch of guys like fuck that bitch over there you know you just but kind of like naturally yeah. dip into yeah. it yep. and then when you're home alone like that's who i see is the real person that i know you know what i mean and not that he's fake around other people but it's just he is a little bit more vulnerable with me because he's comfortable with me he's Mm -hmm. allowed to be he's allowed to tap into that i have a question for you do you like that do i like like do you actually like maybe like secretly like (laughs) that you can know because i know (laughs) wait 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 wait, wait. that he can be more vulnerable with you it kind of gives us it gives us that power play dynamic that we're not used to i i like a balance i like feeling that he's dominant in the bedroom in (laughs) in the sense of like he can protect me yes i can protect myself yeah but the fact that he doesn't allow Safety. me to is is nice that mm-hmm. security of having him be a dominant in that like if i were living with someone who was like so if a robber breaks in like you're gonna take care of it right i'd be like <laughs> get the fuck out yeah sure so, but like even though like just because i can do everything for myself doesn't yeah. mean i want to so i like someone who can kind of share that with me mm-hmm. um and we've talked about it before. I don't know if you, you've, like, he does a lot of our dishes. Like, that's kind of his housework is is doing the dishes. Hate um, the dishes. Hate the dishes. I know you hate the dishes. I, I hate, hate the dishes. <laughs> you know um, that I hate the dishes. I don't even care about it. I hate them so but much. But that's something that bothers him. He he leaves them, if I leave them in the sink, like, he'll do them without saying shit about it. Like, it's sure. not like, Catherine, why are you leaving? So It's just how he's helping me out. And that to me no 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 how he is helping his household yes, out how he is contributing towards his household yes. thank you alexis you're welcome um so but primarily that's you know i do laundry i do yep. the inside work when he's out mowing the lawn do i want to be mowing the lawn fuck no fuck no like do i want to be chopping wood and <laughs> nope you do that like, I'll laundry the, the air conditioning exactly thank you. so that's f- like we share work in that way um i i like the vulnerability i will say personally I too much of it can be a lot for me Mm -hmm. um but I also believe that as a woman like too too much of me being needy can also feel that same exact way to a man like being not much in your feminine yeah so not again not having that balance between masculine and feminine I'm allowed to be uh, my masculine energy is he walks into the house and everything is done yeah that's my dominance is did you have to lift a finger at home today or did you get to come home from work and do nothing? Mm-hmm. That's great. That's my love language to you. Everything's done. You're welcome. You're welcome. But then my feminine energy of being like, I'm on my period this week. Like I need the this, receiver. I need that. I need, yeah, sometimes that's okay. But too much of it is yeah. like, makes me Well, because there's no, there's no balance. Mm-mm. There's no balance in that kind of relationship. Which just means it's okay for a man to also tap into that feminine energy. 100%. Like, but it's also, 
you shouldn't only tap into that when it's just your girlfriend and you're just home alone. Yeah. You're never going to find ways that you can grow, especially in your your male relationships. Mm-hmm. He's not going to find ways that he can grow and get closer to the men in his life if mm-hmm. he doesn't try to get more vulnerable with yeah. them. He, I will say he, he is a, we're talking a lot about him, he'll kill me, but <laughs> there's, <laughs> there's a lot of him that is, his friends are his family. He's very like I see that a yeah. lot too. Yeah. yeah. He's very open with his gratitude towards his friends. Like yeah. we had a few friends come over the other night, um him and his wife and he, you know, Matt expressed to them that it was very nice as a growing adult to be able to have adult friends who make time for each other because life gets so hectic. Like he those were the words out of his mouth. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's very mature in yeah. that way where he's I know he's able to yeah. express feelings, um, but he's also a fucking dick sometimes. <laughs> like he's also like, like the second he gets out of work, he's so excited to come home where nothing that happened at work is affecting his home life where I am not Wouldn't that, that way. Be nice. That would be so nice. Yeah. Um, so like the second he calls me after work, he's like cracking jokes and I'm still in work mode and I'm like, can I call you back? And he's like, call me back when? Call me, what do you want? You know, like he's like cracking jokes instantly and I'm like in, still in work mode. He's very happy, go lucky, like. Golden retriever energy. Exactly. Cool. Um, back on topic. I was going to say, like we, we said it in the beginning uh-huh. that this was really going to be able to trail off into so many different things. I just don't know it's if relatable. either of us really knew how because i was actually you were talking about something and i was about to go way down a different road and i had to stop myself so this feels really fun like it's like almost feels like we were (laughs) it feels like all of our conversations should have always been recorded because we've had some good content that we just didn't realize was I think content. sometimes we think that we're being recorded even when we're not sure and that's how we also think that we're way more interesting than we actually are so i hope you all feel the same thank I you agree. very much i agree um okay so i love that i do love that you you talked about some of the things that i was already gonna kind of I, like wrap into you literally it's so have finished funny. my sentence three times already but that's always been us i know we've never had a hard time having a conversation never ever uh i have a story okay so when i was living with you this is right after the big breakup that is the infamous (laughs) we're really infamous i know (laughs) the infamous breakup um no but it was a very big turning point in the way that i thought about life relationships myself like it was a very big turning point and i am not even close to the person that i was before that breakup that i am now Mm -hmm. and it's very like it's just eye-opening and things like that so during that summer i um had gone on a a casual date Mm -hmm. and i've never met him before and we met on instagram i think like liked a picture liked a picture dm'd started texting um we texted for like a couple days and then he asked if we could go to dinner so i said yes and uh so we met for dinner and it went well like we were chatting over dinner we both been i'm not like a nervous eater so like i finished my food like i you know what i mean and everything was fine actually a funny thing that happened on that day i don't know if i ever told maybe i told you this um so we went into no, we sat outside. We sat outside, so we were right at the... Were you at Bar Plaza? No, we were at AV. Oh, AV. We were outside. It was in the summer. Yeah. And uh, I, so you saw everyone that walked in and out. And it was kind of like an earlier dinner, so like no one... I remember that. Yeah, so like 
we were one of the first couple tables there and he knew the table behind us it was like his parents friend or something yep and then we saw everyone that walked in and out and i didn't recognize anyone but our waiter came over and was like oh these people at the bar like wanted to um get your dessert and he brought over a bottle of champagne and i was like oh my god like do you know who that is like do you know who's in at the bar and uh he was like "Mm, i don't think so and he was the waiter was like i think that they saw you when they came in and like wanted to send you something champagne and dessert (laughs) i've never met this kid in my life so uh so he brings it over or whatever and then we start eating the dessert it was amazing creme brulee it was like vanilla oh god it was so good love av and uh, and i see the waiter (laughs) come back (laughs) out very slowly from from the restaurant he comes over to our table and he goes so i was like this isn't for us is it (laughs) you knew knew immediately he goes no yeah he goes it's still on the house yeah you got it but i'm so sorry like there's no yeah. wait but it's even funnier that he kind of came over to be like you still get this for free but i'm so sorry that there's <laughs> nobody here that you. likes you yeah, that much exactly. <laughs> no one is sent but then i was looking around to other tables like is he going to bring out another bottle of champagne and creme brulee <laughs> for other people like who was it how Which did he mix this it? up yeah no idea so before he came back out and told us i told the kid that i was on a date with i was like you I would go to the bathroom i'm like go to the bathroom and see like who they are or whatever and the waiter was like oh yeah they're the first couple at the bar like at the corner mm-hmm. and i was like go in and like see who they are so like before he got a chance to do that he came back out and was like it wasn't for you <laughs> we were like okay great because that would have been embarrassing <laughs> um great dessert great champagne great food so then we decide that after the food and everything it was still like it was like sun setting um and we took a walk around downtown so this is this is pre uh, this lavish location so we were walking around and i was showing him like the construction site and where we were going to be and mm-hmm. like telling i was like you know okay i work in this location now and now we're you know we're going to go over here eventually and we were walking around we sat on a bench it was really nice um and i thought we had a fantastic night you did come home and say that you there really, was no yeah. kiss there was no i think he hugged me and I was like, okay, that's weird, but also fine. Like, that's honestly, the, I feel like that's personal preference for me. I'm just like, you don't know me like that. Don't touch me. <laughs> I think that every man is obsessed with me. <laughs> I love that for you. I'm totally just kidding. No, um, but I really do. Like I, I have you, always said that I thought it was very strange. Like you don't know me like that to yeah. want to do. I want you to want I've to also, do that. I've also known everyone that I've went on a first date that's with. That's different too. Like yeah. small town, like you, I also not gone on first dates because i already sure. knew the person we were like i know you you know me let's date you know yep. um so i was uh i was not taken back by it but i was like that's respectful i never once thought Question in my mark. mind maybe he didn't want to kiss me mm-hmm. maybe he didn't like me <laughs> like <laughs> i one time did i think this could be me <laughs> never never love that so, so I, wait this podcast was supposed to be about validation, validation? <laughs> so so i go home like fall asleep smiling right sure i don't think we texted that night or like the next day or something like that he was also that's late. red flag he was also that late to our actually first date. for me oh again he was like maybe like by 10 15 minutes but no like text like hey i'm running late yeah. i thought i was being stood Mm-mm. up i wanted to poop my pants it's Alexis. so funny though the things that like one would consider like a red flag that the other wouldn't because like your red flag was the thing at the end my yeah. red flag was the You're thing late. at the beginning yeah 
<laughs> yeah exactly well that was for me too i was like i'm being stood up right now like i shouldn't be here like do i just leave do i double text like i feel like i don't when know they hear do. the end of this situation they're gonna realize that that might have been a, like For an intuition yeah. kind of thing that was trying to get you to yep. go before you even began. so again right after not right after a breakup it was like two months i think no yeah it, it was, was a like, good amount of time end of july almost august yeah. i think I'm, I'm guessing no you took a minute yeah so and it was ca- like i really had no expectations for it either and mm-hmm. i had talked to a billion people before i'd gone into it like is this a good idea right like should i what do you think and a lot of the the feedback especially yours and like my dad and my stepmom and my mom were all like just just do it just go just don't have like you're not gonna marry this guy like just go yeah, in and exactly you're just meeting it. somebody for the first right. time you need that under your belt you right. need some of those dates right and so my um my mindset going into it was was like i don't have to try so hard like i'm just going on a i'm just going on a date and i i had that i had my like rebound shoes on where i was like mm-hmm. I'm freshly single, like, look at me kind of thing. But I wasn't, like, I've never had an overabundance of confidence when it came to that department. Like, I was was always the one seeking validation through other guys. Um, And uh, so leaving that date, a couple days go by, and he knows a mutual friend of ours and uh, friends, whatever, of ours. And it's, word gets around a small town. And you came to me and you're like, I don't think that, you, you know, have you talked to him in a while? And I said, no. And you said, I don't think that you should anymore. I think that this, take that as your sign and, and don't waste any more energy on it. And yeah. I was like, okay, like. Yeah. I was hoping you just said, okay. Yeah. And then moved on. Right. And I was kind of like, I mean, I didn't really like, I didn't fall in love with him. Like it was just a date. And like, I feel like that was almost not me talking like I wasn't like I I feel looking back at it I you can tell me if I'm wrong but looking back at it I feel like when you said that I was like yeah like I don't even really like him anyway like who who cares like you know what I mean for me like when I was first coming to you with that I was hoping that it could just be and I, I I knew I knew it wasn't going to be but I was really hoping that you might hear that and just say okay and move past it there was a part of me that knew you were gonna want to know why and i didn't want you to know why because i didn't feel like it was fair and nor did i feel like he had a leg to stand on right so um i i let it go i really did i let it go um we snapchatted like a few times that summer and that was really it uh it didn't escalate to regret I should say like Mm -hmm. I didn't fall into him being someone that I like was that vulnerable with it was one day and a few text messages like it was fine at the end of the day I didn't feel guilty about anything but that kept lingering in my head was like well why didn't he like me like why what what was what does Alexis know that I don't want to know you know and like because you said to me you're like you know what I don't tell me yeah I don't want to know I was not and I knew at that that was probably one of the smartest things that I had ever said and ever like in my core you made a decision for yourself in that moment and i would have never done that before like after after that breakup i realized that no one else's opinion of me is my business like no one's thought about me is my business if they want to think that and they want to perceive me as something like that's their business people are on the edge of their seats right now so (laughs) so fast forward yeah fast forward to two years um yeah Yeah. it was 2020 so so two years um but also let's make that clear 
yeah. to whoever the heck might be listening to this two years i didn't want to know for a, a changed perspective mm-hmm. this stuff does not happen mm-hmm. overnight yeah no and it and it it wasn't something that kept me up at night but it was also something that like it hit home because i wasn't emotionally stable enough to hear that to hear and you knew but you knew that i knew it yeah yep. i no matter what it was like it was she has a weird laugh like it could have been as small as that and you were like i would have i don't gotta know down and like never laughed again nothing's ever funny do you think that was a point where did you ever question like you know what maybe i actually wasn't ready for that at all then it was more like i need to stop worrying about validation through other people (laughs) which is honestly why i brought it back up when i was the reason i wanted to know about it was because i was writing this podcast sure it wasn't because i was dwelling on you it. were dwelling it because, on it for two years yeah it was because it was uh, it was like it applied to this topic um so you know long story short long story long um <laughs> i had texted alexis uh a couple weeks ago when i was when i started writing this and i said do you remember that thing about that thing about that thing maybe you know can you tell me now and your response to me <laughs> we can was, read it if you want was, to actually do you want it in a text message or do you want it in person and i was like a text is fine no response <laughs> it took me a minute to write it out. i was also at work which is even funnier because yeah. we were both at, at work the same I location had, but like it was it's also different like if like i don't know what it is about anyone telling you bad news about yourself but yeah. like it hurts more face to face i get that no matter what like yeah. he said that you were too short oh my god like now <laughs> you think i'm too short like you know so uh what you said back to me was that we could read it actually because you worded it well i don't think i was very telling it was it's so minuscule mm-hmm. so small so small yeah but at the time was it something you were I willing to hear no right where are you here i am we don't oh you're at the top of my thing okay so he okay so i said a text please and then i then no response and then i said i'm gonna throw <laughs> up from minutes? anticipation how many minutes did it take me to respond to you six that's a long, that's a long six, minutes. six minutes i'm really sorry i about said that. i said text and then i sent a crying smiley emoji and then i sent I'm going to throw up from anticipation. <laughs> you said, um, can I read the whole thing? You can. I, you said, I think he was just an asshole, so I wouldn't take it to heart. He sounded to me like someone that didn't have a lot of substance and he was a very surf and he was very surface level. He said that you walked around downtown and pointed out to him where you did therapy and he saw that as a red flag. Let's just, we can pause there for the cause because first of all what <laughs> that may like, therapy is a red flag even, that's a red flag yeah. you're a red flag even two years later that still makes me feel small okay but not in a way where i'm like mad at him just in a way that i like feel bad for him like it made me feel like you don't know me but for anyone that has ever been judged for going to therapy that's why it makes me sad but that's also why people go to therapy like hello that's what? that's the literally whole reason that we're in I've therapy never, is because people like you i've never met anyone who was that closed off about therapy oh i have and see Where's like I, I do think that could be totally i think it's right under my feet it is i, I really can't sit here and be like that's a man thing it's no a man no thing. It, i like, mean like 
anyone anyone who who just doesn't not even that you don't believe in it but that you've judged another person for going to try to better themselves you don't know what i just went through for the past two years and how it ended like yeah. i needed it that was the only thing keeping Honestly, my head above water good thing for you that i went to therapy you're welcome <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> right because that whole thing you might have not actually been like you know what i can take this i can deal with it yeah i'm not gonna be crazy to this guy i'm gonna walk away from it yeah you maybe if to she me- didn't have therapy yeah. she wouldn't have done that yeah. you so. wanted to meet me before therapy you would have went home saying this girl is a fucking nut yeah like you would have said like like good thing the worst thing that you could say about me is that i go to therapy like fuck you dude right honestly the end of it does kind of like i feel like make a little bit more sense maybe to the viewer that doesn't understand what we're speaking about Mm -hmm. um i don't remember exactly what i said at the end there i mean after that what you said yep um he said sounds like a you issue buddy (laughs) there you go (laughs) he said you were basically just too intense for him you he was scared you were going to get attached too much but i think that's code for uh i'm an ass that is emotionally unavailable and judgmental yeah yeah pretty much that i uh, you you said lol you don't like self-aware people ready to help and heal themselves question mark (laughs) (laughs) exactly so it's it's really that's the thing is like you know what everybody's looking for something different when they are dating and looking for a relationship and hey it's just not your thing and that's okay but if i had sought out validation from him and found that out old me who needed the approval of a man i just met a boy i just met a boy i probably would have texted him and been like i just i just quit therapy and i don't need it anymore and this you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. i would have tried my best to like be what he wanted me to be but I mean, even for people who didn't just meet someone and for people who are in a long-term relationship with someone who judges them constantly and they just take it as, that's their opinion, this is my opinion. No. Um, Judgment, like, is trauma. Yeah. And I feel like the as more we're talking about that and I just <laughs> judge him, I don't actually know him. I, it's so funny because as you're talking about that, all I can think is my in my head is uh, his hair isn't as good as he thinks it is. <laughs> and I know that that's just like my... <laughs> Nothing, dr- <laughs> nothing wide dripping out of mouth. You caught me at a bad time. No, it was it was funny oh though because God. it's true. And a it, tan is not a personality trait. It really isn't. And honestly, I think that that's just my protectiveness of yeah. a person that I love yeah. is just like I want to then nitpick the shit out of yeah, them exactly. only because he nitpicked the shit out of you. Right, right. And 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 i hope that he's happy i like i really you know like i hope that he found someone that's compatible with him yeah um he also didn't say that to my face which i commend him for like if it was if it was him in confidence to a friend like that's fine that's really truly what it was what it was it didn't it wasn't meant to hurt me no 100 percent probably never even meant for you to hear but at the same time better that you did right and better that it all ended the way that it should have you know no hurt feelings yeah i agree but again, like you said, that it takes it takes time. It's not an instant fix. Right. And it took me two years to be and able to... And you're not to- telling this story so that it, it seems like this big, drawn-out ordeal that was really hurtful. It's just a small thing that... It's a, it's a small thing that feeds into what we're speaking about. And also, it's the breadcrumbs that lead you to 
the better version of yourself, the more confident version of yourself, the more the version of yourself that's not seeking for that validation. It's not big things, I think, is the point we're trying to make. It's the very small, minuscule things that you are the only one that sees the work that you do for yourself. Mm -hmm. Nobody else. And and honestly, it's different, too, because I think the you you made a point to say the reason that i asked you to do this one was because i was going to be able to follow along the most with what you were what you were talking about and what it was supposed to be about i i hope that this resonates with anybody though not just somebody that knows her and understands but you're able to look into your own life and your own relationships and the ways that you have grown and see the breadcrumbs that led you there and be proud of it and be proud of it and be proud of it i think a lot like this wasn't validation that i needed but it was something that i didn't know i needed that when i got i was very like it made me more proud of myself so mm-hmm. when i again when we were like getting serious um we were very vulnerable vulnerable with each other and we kind of took each other through uh the journeys that we were on personally because he was going through a similar situation and uh we we were leaning on each on each other through an ex like through a shared experience yeah and like just purely emotionally to be able to like have an outlet who with someone who understood Mm -hmm. um and it was very like when when i talked i was talking about me when he talked he was talking about himself it wasn't a like so t- you tell me how you feel and i can help you and you t- and i'll tell you how i feel and i can help you mm-hmm. it's like we just needed a dumping ground for yeah, all of for our stuff. emotions yeah yep. um we weren't looking for a solution we just wanted to be sad that was it and mm-hmm. it worked and like when we were getting more serious and kind of learning about the other person then and going on and actually talking about values and what the other person wanted out of life and things like that that's when we felt the connection of like oh like i met this person like i met you you and know what somehow I mean? you still value the same things even though it's yes, not something I that we change, hit on in the beginning of the i didn't the change a single thing about my personal values to please him right it was because that's not how the relationship no. started that was not the momentum that was building in this kind of relationship nope. it just organically got there i had no i had no need for him to like me i was like i don't care because that's not what y'all were doing it's not, the that's not it right. that's not it so one time we were sitting at a restaurant and i was i wasn't emotional or anything like that but i was kind of talking and i was just kind of like i'm i'm doing good like i'm doing this and like i've come a long way and i i'm happy with who i am now um I'm happy with the decisions that I'm making and the red flags that I can see in everyone that I meet. Just they're like, it's like I'm being hit by a bus with red flags. Like if I, if I see it, I, it's right there. I'm not blinded by it anymore. Um, And his one little comment to me was, let me get this right. His one little comment to me was, you've come a long way and it's noticeable. Like from when I, when he first met me, he was like, when I first met you to now, like you have become so much of a stronger person. And like, I literally was at the bar table crying. I was like, because it just hit me. I was like, yes, you realize it in yourself and you Mm -hmm. see those breadcrumbs of like little victories that you made, the decisions that you made to like strengthen your inner self. But when someone else who you don't even care if they like you or not, 
notices them yeah. genuinely like is something to be so proud of. And also at the same time, he picked out the specific thing that you were trying to do as well. He said the word strong. Mm -hmm. You were trying to become stronger and he noticed that about you. Mm -hmm. Because for me, sometimes when people say to me, like, you're so strong, I hate them for it. They don't it. know anything ab because about- Because they don't realize I don't want to be strong anymore. And I have gone through so many things that have forced me in my hand to be strong. And I don't want to be that way. I would love to be soft. Yeah. I would love to be non-caring. Yeah. I would, You know what I mean? So for me, somebody says that to me and it's almost like this- I'm like, great. I'm coming across as this person that has been through a lot. Right, exactly. <laughs> I'm like, yes, I have. But yeah. also I would love to not be that person yeah. sometimes where you were kind of going through that opposite transition where you're like, I would really love to have these things for myself. Right. And somebody was like, hey, I see that in you now. I would like that to I be hadn't respected seen before. And, yeah. yeah, I would like to be respected. I would like to I would like to show strength at this point in my life because before that it was not that way. I was walked all over. I took I took it. Like I I just I just bent over backwards for people and i just i laid down like that was it mm -hmm. and to be to notice and it wasn't validation is what it was, it was what my point is but like it's finding self-validation and then projecting that energy to be noticed by other people and in that confidence level that he noticed and that strength that he noticed was something that i gave off mm -hmm. like it wasn't fake. It, it wasn't me asking him, am I a strong person? It was yeah. him coming out and saying, like, you've come so far. And it was nice to be able to actually project that onto the universe versus, like, yeah. hoping I get there one day. Yeah. So It probably felt like a full circle moment yeah, for you. Yeah, for sure. I mean, like, there's a lot of um, emotional times in my life with, with people. Like, I don't want to get... I could get so emotional with you, Alexis. Do it, do it, do it. You meeting you when we first met we the only reason we became so close was mm -hmm. because we were both in the same financial situation needing to get out of home and you know live on our own 100%. um and we thought that that was a great idea because we weren't the closest of friends but we trusted each other enough to like live together because we worked together first yeah. yep. um and everyone was like oh you know like alexis is a great person Catherine's a great person like you guys will be great together yep just moving and together. honestly like we didn't go into it with the expectation to be friends either no, just like roommates. kind of in the same situation like almost like because i had been in situations where i had been roommates with people that i was really close with and neither of those situations ended up with us they being friends out. afterwards right. i actually specifically wanted to go into it with somebody that i didn't know very mm -hmm. well and i had never lived with anyone but a college roommate so i was fine having my own space like i was like why don't we just put our rent in an envelope and have our separate rooms like yep. i don't care we don't have to hang out every day we can have our own lives yeah but in that found a great fucking friend and i think the universe showed us pretty early on that this was a friendship or a a connection that was meant to be yeah i actually have a tattoo because of our sp and that's Do, a, something actually the eleven eleven one is actually specifically for that that connection the whole thing that we went through with the apartment and just how i really needed to be out of the situation that i was in and i was in it for a very long time yeah um that goes back into the family stuff that we will not, not talk discuss about. <laughs> um, but i really needed to be out of the situation that i was in i really needed to start my own life and um I could tell the story. It's actually a really fun okay. story. I, I mean, it's, that. it's not a story that really goes exactly with what we were talking about, but it is a nice background and just like us. Okay. And like we, so we met, 
it was like she posted on her story and was like who's looking for a roommate and i walked out of the back room and i was like uh hello me me." (laughs) and so we ended up seeing um this one apartment online somebody had posted it 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 was the first one it was the first one that we saw and it wasn't um the landlord that was posting it was the tenant we ended up going and seeing it with your mama Mm -hmm. and we went through we took a video we were both obsessed completely in love with this place but i was a little bit of the voice of reason in that situation i said you know what we gave ourselves um a price and this is above that price this is the first place we're seeing how about we just take it back a half step um and they want to be out of here next month we can't do that right. anyway we've said they the wanted spring, to be out january first they wanted to be out in january and we decided that we weren't going to move into the spring and we also decided that there was a certain price point that we were in yeah. neither of those things were matching up so i said how about we you know take a step back from this so then we ended up uh this is in march we ended up going to see this other place and we kept on running into the issue that one bedroom was bigger than the other one we didn't want to do that we was, didn't feel it like it was significantly bigger than and the we other just one. didn't feel like it was even fair for the one person like okay you pay more i pay right why do that let's both be comfortable in the space that we're living the in the kitchen was cute though the kitchen was really cute was and i actually kind of like the, the walls in there yeah, i don't yeah, know yeah. but it kept us really cool mm-hmm. anyway um so we go to see this place and afterwards the landlord was like listen i do have a couple other places and i have this one specific place and what did he call it the penthouse penthouse. he was like i caught he was like we have the penthouse and it is this is months later this is in the spring now yeah this is uh uh march March. yes exactly so we went from january to march so months later and he was like yeah i have this other place you could come see it on monday and we got back in your car and i said Catherine, it's the same place that we first saw and you go because he, Why just, he would starts you? describing it like yeah yeah there's stained glass there's a balcony but you like, said to me you're like no i was there's, like, there's no, no way. way and like it, i was i was gone i was like alexis it's gone no, like we missed it i it's knew gone. it i yep. the moment he started speaking about it for whatever reason i was like no but it's the same exact place we texted him and can you, you give us the address can you give us the address and you said to me you before we got there you said if this is the same place it's ours right and i said yes yes because it was almost like i was the person holding back and then you were like okay this is obviously Mm -hmm. meant to be and we pulled up to it and we both just like that was it we didn't say a word we just drove away (laughs) and we both knew okay this was completely meant to be and that's Mm -hmm. why i ended up getting the 11 11 tag too because of just the synchronicity of it all and that Mm -hmm. was a time where i was seeing 11 11 a lot and it was like basically screaming at me follow your fucking intuition bitch like if you don't do it like here it is right in front of you and the universe perfectly laid that out Mm -hmm. in front of us and again that was at a time that we still weren't super close at that time we had known each other for a few months and we we were were hanging out know each other getting to know each other like just to be comfortable to live with one another and honestly not really much more than that Mm -hmm. and we both could tell in that situation how meant to be it was and that was very special yeah i and you still live there i still live there and we spent a good amount of i mean we were there we were forced to be there i quarantine. knew that was gonna be my home man like yeah it's the character and i was so sad i know it, it was it there came a time where it was just time yep and it was time. and we were we were i was 23 mm-hmm. and you were 24, 24 when we moved in together and at the time that i was leaving um or had made the decision to leave you were also looking for apartments to leave as well. Yeah. And that wasn't the first um, choice. The first choice wasn't to one of us stays and one of us goes. It was we're both leaving or, yep. you know, whatever happens. And uh, 
it was a lot had happened a lot had gone down in our personal lives and it was just time and we were both now almost a year later um financially stable enough to be on our own mm-hmm. like we took the apartment together because we couldn't afford it by ourselves yep. um or almost we were scared that we couldn't yeah yeah, yeah like going into living by your like neither of us would have done it i don't think if the other one was involved yeah like I agree. Would you have left? Would you have had the push to nope, leave? Right. Never. And same with me. Like, I, I wouldn't believe that I could do it on my yeah. own. But we really did, like, unknowingly had a person there to guide us through and really be that kind of like, yes. you're my other half yeah. in this situation. Yeah, we're right brain, left brain. We're yep. angel devil on the like, shoulders. Let's like, go. Yeah, and, and at different times too. Like, sometimes you're the 100%. voice of reason, sometimes I am. So yeah. Like, and it just, we bounce each other out a lot and i have always i mean like you said it before like you and i can have a conversation about anything anything and keep it going about yep. anything um so that was something that i really admired and especially for this topic like i immediately thought of you because i was like who is going to be the best to like bounce off of conversationally and have a good input towards this topic like and immediately it was alexis because i appreciate that there was there's not a lot of um this is not insulting to everyone (laughs) in my life but like there's a there's a maturity about this topic that like isn't just fuck him fuck it needed to be handled in the correct way there's an emotional state about it that has to be has to be um portrayed yeah. yeah so um you know rounding it out to having friendship relationships yeah you and i that actually was a really good segue yeah yeah, because there's not like it is it is person to person based seeking validation like there were times when like i would think about stuff like do i want to do this or is like alexis gonna be mad at me or do Mm -hmm. i need her approval before i do this or i'm sure vice versa yeah and like it wasn't just because you were my roommate but it was because i respected you and you had this confidence about you even if it was the day you weren't feeling as confident as others like there was still this this something about you that i was like i value what she thinks of me versus how much i think of myself and by the end of us living together I had that self-validation that I learned from you. <laughs> I just cry. got full body chills. I, it just, I, I mean, so like, I, cry. why would you say that? Oh God, okay. There's why a, did I know I was going to cry today? Uh, it's the wine. Yeah, right? Blame it Stop on the it. summer water. Stop it. The summer water. <laughs> That's literally what this, okay, by the way, it's actually really good. It is Go really good. to your local. Um, it's kind of like a rosé. It is a rosé and it says summer water on it. And I don't know why I was like, that's just very fitting yeah. for us. Like yeah. this is a hundred percent. That's what it is. And it's actually really good. So yeah. go get you some. Um, There were, boy problems that you had there were boy problems that i had that we would sit we would have meetings in our living room oh god like Uh, what should i do about this like seriously like any time and it didn't matter what the other person was doing i would be sitting on the floor while you were cooking chicken yeah like and it's it's if you needed me to be sitting there at that moment and that's when you decided that it was time to talk through what you needed to talk through (laughs) we were ready for it and you know what i would invite you into my room and you would invite me into yours and we would just chat and one thing that actually was really cool about our friendship is we both actually decided that we were going to do this thing where if we were about to get into something with each other or we needed to talk about something we would start it off with like do you need an opinion do you you want yes do you want me to to like 
give you advice or do you just want me to listen? Do you just want me to listen? And we would start really heavy conversations off that way. And sometimes they would trail off and through half of it, I'd be like, okay, now I need it. Yes. But sometimes it would really start off with, and and when you have that with somebody where you can say, this is what I need exactly from that conversation and somebody can respect you in that, there is trust. Because we, we, at that point, we knew who the other person was. And I was at the point where I could have a conversation with you in my head and know what you were going to say. <laughs> yeah. And then I would get mad. Like, I would be like, mad at me. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so, don't get mad at me. Well, that's the thing. It's like, when I, like, I was like, but I need to get this off my chest. And like, I, you had the, like, it was the voice of reason that I never wanted to hear. Sure. So like, you. I could feel that, but, the resistance right, like, that you, you had sometimes. But you, you gave me the answer that I wasn't ready to execute yet yeah. like break up with him well i can't just and i'm like you know, just do right. it I, I, and in the same breath like you gave me the confidence to see things through that i normally would have just ended because right. i would have been like fuck that and right you were like no 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 you actually need to take the moment to be vulnerable here mm-hmm. and sit in it and mm-hmm. i was like fuck that because there were a lot of times where you were like Nah, not feeling it anymore. And I'm, nope, I'm like, done. Alexis, what did he do? And he, you're like, he said that he, you know, he had a cat once and he would probably get a dog next. And I'm like, oh, and <laughs> that is the thing you've decided that writes him off. And I was like, yeah. yes, Catherine, mm-hmm. it is. Mm-hmm. And you were like, okay, let's let's take a yeah. step back. He for sleeps a with his socks on. Like a hundred percent. No, I, I actually you're like, I'm not going to call that him. That might have been a real conversation that we had. <laughs> I, I actually think that was a very I real conversation. From, from an actual conversation. Um, but I mean, there were some weirdos that we were on no, the same God. page about. Yes. Uh, but there was, I mean, you are authentically you and I am authentically me. Even your advice to say, you know, leave him. I didn't take it immediately. Like I took it to heart and yeah. I had that in the back of my head and it gave me strength at the end of the day to say, okay, I'm going to, you know. But good thing that you didn't. Because right. if you had ever listened to me full heartedly without listening to yourself, we'd literally be having a, I'd be living your life and you'd be living mine. A hundred percent. And that goes back to the validation thing. Like I think at one point I had written here because I wrote mostly about like female relationships. Mm-hmm. Um and I said had to become a better friend to myself, had to dr- trust my gut intuition more. Um and that I feel sad for the younger me that lacked those female friendships that just didn't know how to be in that space or feel confident with other women and not feel judged or in that only way. take what you needed or ask for what you needed from people like yeah. the way we did yeah because that's not something i had ever done before i had never asked for the things that i needed because i never understood what i needed before our friendship yeah um no seriously it was like that was a moment for me i mean that was definitely a a friendship climax that I was going on where I had um, a pretty bumpy relationship with somebody else that I was very close to, Mm -hmm. um, a female relationship. And coming off of that, this relationship is what I needed. Because it was human to human toxicity. Yeah. It wasn't, it wasn't like, it was, it was, you were stuck in the cycle of, but she's my friend. But and I'm she's like, my friend. And but ha- she isn't. Right. Because look at what she's doing. And I couldn't, you. I could not see that. And I, uh, that's really why I wrote down mostly things about female relationships because those are the relationships that I find myself grappling with, with and yeah. saying, I don't understand because people will all of a sudden give me that perspective. You would give me this perspective of like, no, she's actually not your friend. Look at the things that she's saying to you. Look at the microaggressions. Do you think that 
back to that comfortability that yeah. we mentioned between women do you think that that was something that held you towards oh, the a hundred percent because for like, me because, like girls aren't supposed to hurt girls yeah or like yes. like friends aren't supposed to hurt oh my friends. god a hundred percent and honestly for me like now we're going into family stuff real therapy stuff this is a mother wound for me for sure because mm-hmm. i stopped being i mean me and my mom always had a strained relationship um with her drinking but honestly losing my mom gave up custody of me when i was 16 Mm -hmm. so for me at 16 years old to not have that mother figure in my life anymore that's extremely hard and all of a sudden i had to deal with not even all of a sudden because honestly probably at that point it didn't really hit me i really pushed that stuff down it hit me later yeah when i was having these these relationships with people and realized because you don't realize at first that I was looking for the nurturing and I was looking for the I was valuing their opinion over mine because that's what you do with your mom. Mm-hmm. You seeking want validation, seeking validation. You yeah. want nurturing and you want them to have an answer for you because they've already done it and they're more wise than you are. In turn, you became that person for everyone else because that's what you sought out and you couldn't get it anymore. Oh my else. God, but I wanted it so bad mm-hmm. and it still kind of messes with me. And you're right. Like, I love that you said that because I do, f- I, I didn't you're really always the caretaker always I am the, the mother caretaker, figure the, the servicer a hundred percent yeah and you're not there's there's a common saying that you're you know you're chasing the father that walked out on you you're chasing the mother that walked out on you but you're not chasing anything you're you're becoming Embodying. yes you're becoming that because you didn't have it yeah and it's so it's not odd in a in a negative way, but it's so bizarre to me that you have embodied it so well, having not seen it. Yeah. How you know what good values are and you know what the mature response to things are and what the what the right answer is for yourself. Like not always, but you, there's there's definitely a more like a a moral compass that you have yeah. that where did you even fucking learn that? Because you didn't have it. Trauma. You you <laughs> like, built it. Not, you built it in like, your mind. No, really, it's trauma. Yeah. Like I'm not. It's not to be. It's just thank the trauma. you trauma. Thank you trauma. Because no, that's a hundred percent what it is. It's just that I had to learn to. <laughs> I had to be my own parent. Yeah, yeah. That's that's really where it comes you, from. You could have been a product of your envi- of your environment. I could have. I do have a theory about that. That men become more of their product of their environment than women do when they, it comes to situations like this because I always felt like if my name was Sam and I was born with a penis that I would probably be on drugs right now. You'd probably be a comedian. Oh, that's a good... Yeah, I'd be a mm-hmm. cocaine Hopefully. inhaling you'd be comedian. A, you'd be a recovered addict who yes. is the like, like, People would stand-up. actually, unfortunately, respect so much more than they actually do me. Isn't that anyway, funny? Yeah, isn't that funny? Uh, weakness. <laughs> <laughs> so... Uh, yeah, so I think that that I mean it definitely stems from a lot of trauma and and not to say like just in general yeah. to to seek validation from someone is is your own inner like whether it be an insecurity, whether it be a um I guess not insecurity in a bad way like hey, you're insecure and yeah. I know but just like a you're seeking it because you don't already have it yeah. and ways to have it. Yeah. I I was talking to somebody about that today and I said 
the reason that you have, you know, the, those pulls, those things that really get at you, like, why can't I be more this way? Why can't yeah. I be more that way? Why do I need validation in that certain situation? It's for a reason. Yeah. You, it's because you're meant to learn that type of lesson in this lifetime. Mm-hmm. If you did not have those thoughts, those intrusive thoughts, then you would never gain the perspective that helps you you're get not over growing. them. Exactly. You're not growing. So obviously you need to grow in that certain aspect of your life. It's not to say that you're behind everybody else or you don't know what's going on in your own life or you need help with this and yeah you're not broken you're not broken but you the just, fact that you're asking those questions already is a step in the right direction 100 percent, and it's just that you specifically that's a lesson that needs to be learned yeah so how do you think we'll kind of we'll kind of i mean not sure. wrap up but yeah. to conclude yeah. what self-validation yeah. is we've already discussed what it can do for you it yeah. can open so many doors of you know new energy and inviting better positive things and better positive people, people. into your yeah. life um truly it can it can it can it can it can. Really can i can't say it enough and it's one of these days it'll just click within you and be like oh that's because i self-healed and it's not going to be like okay now the whole world changes and now i understand everything no but you take it's the still formula decision-based. you take the mm-hmm. formula that you used in that specific situation and you make go, decisions yes with it. you go yeah. back and you really think about why did i make that decision how do i get to this point and mm-hmm. then you reformulate for a new situation and right. it, it should help yep so a form of validation that i give myself is it's kind of it's very broad but it is self-care like i to feel good about myself i have to do these self-care things journaling is a big one for me like really really big you know i always love my journal even if it's even like i feel like people hear journaling and they're like i don't want to write down my feelings it's really not even that journaling for me is planning my month Mm -hmm. like escaping my reality to just jot down things that i can control it's it's there's something to be said for putting an action behind the intention. Yeah. It helps it. It helps it manifest You quicker. can't just say, think positive nope. and think that that's going to do anything for you. Nope. You need to do something it about it. It has to be action-based yeah. too. It can't just be you sitting there like, let me think about all the ways I can make my life better. Yeah. Let me think about all the ways I could help heal myself. There has to be action behind it. It's not going anywhere. I think a form of self-validation is realizing what you deserve so it's talking to yourself i think it's like what it's figuring out what you like and what you dislike it's talking being a better friend to yeah, yourself yeah like being a friend to yourself period keep your promises to yourself you say yep. like so one of the things that i realized was a self-care thing for me was reading like i never really realized that i like to read until about a year and a half ago um when i started reading not self-help books but like just books that meant something to me mindful books um and it was something that i realized i liked doing and I, it didn't matter like how fast i read a book or how you know what i mean like I didn't really set aside time to read a book, but every I found myself having some downtime and then picking it up and started. That was something that I realized I liked doing that in my at the time, 24 years of life, never realized that that was something that I had as a like. But people like, what are your hobbies? What do you like? I I never said reading. reading. I never said it. And now I say it all the time. Like, it was I never knew that about myself yep. and then I had the time to get to know me the amount of self-help books yeah but even that like I've read like weird um what are they called like fantasy like sci-fi fantasy books yeah. I've read like 
two of those they're awesome like i just it's it's whatever it's whatever you like but figure it out figure out what you like it's a good form of disconnection it's like a healthy form Mm -hmm. of disconnection Mm -hmm. and then you can sit like you know you can add that to your list of hobbies it's not go out and find a hobby and say that that's what you like it's looking inward and what do you like right now Mm-hmm. maybe you like what watching do you, TV. what does your body light up and say yes to yeah without you even realizing it yeah i think it's important to get to know yourself on every single level and i don't know if this is like a weird thing to say because we're not joking about it we're talking it seriously but like also getting to know yourself sexually is like a really big thing yeah. that i didn't realize until two years ago yeah maybe even a, just a year ago like figuring out what you like and what you don't like is a big part of knowing what you deserve in a partner like (laughs) it 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 does it releases endorphins it makes it's it's a physical thing that that can can make you happy but it's also a a thing that you could do that will connect you with yourself Mm -hmm. yes you do it yes exploring yourself mentally physically all of it um so that was another point that i wanted to hit on too because i feel like that's just important i'm not gonna walk I tiptoe around that part of it like that's important and that is something that like know your boundaries there's like I don't just mean go touch yourself I mean know your boundaries like what you're comfortable doing and what you're not comfortable doing if there's some someone that makes you you know you're getting a weird vibe from them sexually like know that like and there's also other ways to connect with yourself even on a sexual level except for touching yourself yeah. as well so that's not so, like to say like that's what you have to go do, do yeah. in order for you to understand what we're speaking about but it is a form of it but find those things that make you feel it might be dancing in front of the mirror for a little bit you know what i mean and yeah. like your underwear or like just something simple as that to just connect with your not sexual but your sensual intimate nature. intimate side exactly yeah. and just like exactly getting just it's more important. intimate with yourself it's important i think there's still a lot of things about the female anatomy that i don't even know no. but like <laughs> it's it, there's there's millions of things that i probably don't know okay um so again to just conclude like what what is something that you deem uh self-validating Ooh. oh god um i feel like it's hard to self-validation for me is is mostly a mindset and it's hard to get there yeah my self-validation comes from my own intuition you can take that however you want to. Do you feel like it's so your advice would be like, trust that, trust that, trust your own gut. I, I would find myself in mostly, you know, female relationships, mm-hmm. female friendships where I would value their opinion over mine um, because I was again, I was looking for that more a mother based kind of friendship. Mm-hmm. Um, and once I started to and i i played with it for a while because it wasn't something i fully felt comfortable doing but sometimes i would be in a situation where i would ask for advice and you know that person would give me advice that definitely meant well but it didn't feel right for me Mm -hmm. and i couldn't explain it and i didn't want to invalidate what they were saying but i was like i just don't think i could take that advice for my own it doesn't feel right with me i actually think that i should go about it this way and whether i said that or not and whether it was you know kind of put down 
or whether it wasn't. Yeah. Either way, it was the same feeling of just like, I don't really know if I get to decide that for myself. Just because someone gives you advice and they're there helping you doesn't mean that they're right. You're the only one. My mom used to say this, and this is actually, I'm glad that you said that because I wanted to make sure I said this. My mom used to tell me, you know, if she would ask me like how that made me feel, she would say no one can take your feelings away from you. No one can say that your feeling is wrong. And nobody can make you feel anything either that you no. don't allow yourself to feel. Right. So for in moments like that, I started to say, you know what? What's the worst that could happen if I literally just listen to myself and nobody else? Mm-hmm. And not even like, maybe at first it was almost like a little bit of a fuck you attitude. Like, you know what? I'm going to do what I want to do. And it became healing only because it worked. Yeah. And only because in me actually listening to my own intuition, was I getting the things done that I wanted to get done? Yeah. Was I actually moving forward the way that I wanted to move forward? And the, the situations in which I really used my own intuition, they worked out the best. If you did something that someone suggested to you and it didn't work out, <laughs> it would feel like, fuck, why didn't I do why what I, I wanted do to do? What I wanted to do. Because there's a difference between when you do something that you want to do and it doesn't work out, you're like, all right, I guess that didn't, I guess I went about it the wrong way. You can, you can, you have yourself to be mad at. You're adding an extra but layer. But I think that that's why a lot of people take other people's advice is because they don't want to, they don't want to take the blame. Yeah. They would rather blame other people. You told me to do this and this is what happened. And even if it's just self blame, like even if it's just internal blame mm-hmm. that they never give to that other person, but mm-hmm. they always hold in their head. They resent. Yeah. yeah. They resent, resent that so, person for it. Their, their mindset or now they're never going to ask them for advice again because it just went poorly. When in reality, like that person's not living your life again, only, you know how you feel like, yeah. like when people judge a relationship, if I come to you and I'm telling you every bad thing that's happened in a relationship, but I don't tell you about the good things, when I ask you for advice about should I stay with him or should I not, what's your advice going to be? Don't. Right. Exactly. Because all because you know I, all is all what know I'm is telling the, you. Yep. So so it, just be careful with that because you have to realize that this other person is going off of only the information that you're giving them. Yeah. And a lot of the tone that is coming across, some, that's why sometimes when we when we sat down with each other and we were like, I need you to listen now. I don't need advice right now. Mm -hmm. It was because we knew what the other person's advice was going to be. And we just needed to get it out. So if you're not looking for advice, that kind of needs to be known to the person who is like, Oh shit, like they're unloading on me. What am I going to say to make this better? And it might not even be because we always go into the mindset of how do I fix this and how do I make this better? And a lot of the times that doesn't help. No. And it's, 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 we have to evaluate like, do we want advice right now or are we going to just do what we want anyway? Like, are we like, why would I take, ask for your advice if I'm not going to take it or, and is this person spending all of this time trying to help me out of something that I know that I'm going to choose what I want to do anyway. And is that person going to then feel exhausted because they tried to help me and I didn't heed that advice. Right. Versus like just saying, Hey, what's your take on this? I might, use it i might not i just need to know your opinion where then you have no like you're not exhausted because yep. you just said what you would do and which do what is you want really anyway. hard to disconnect yourself from when you're in close female relationships because there is a part of that that makes you feel like you are intertwined with that person because you want like you said you care for someone and you're like you it, from an outside perspective looking in it's so easy to be like this is what I would do. But when you're in it and you are the only one that knows what's going on, mm-hmm. th- like when, when I would tell you like, Alexis, give him another chance. Like that's such a small thing. Like, why don't you push past it? And in your gut, you know, 
this is not for me i don't want to waste any more time on it like yeah okay like that's what you know then then do that then make your own decision for yourself and also having friends that understand that as well and aren't going to get upset with you when you do don't decide to take that right advice that they've given you and you do decide to trust your own gut because that's definitely an issue that i've had before where that person will almost get angry at you for not doing it the way they told you to do it exactly and it's like are you trying to be my friend or are you trying to control me yeah or because i understand because there is an emotional aspect to it that you really just want to see that person do the best the right thing, thing for themselves mm-hmm. and you might feel like you know exactly what that is but sometimes you just have to let that person go through it because if they don't learn the re- lesson for themselves then they don't learn it yeah it's it's kind of like a um <sighs> what's the word I want to use? It's kind of like you can't be so empathetic toward their decision making. Like you can't take on, like I said, when we meet clients who like project onto us and we have to let it in one ear and out the other, like, yes, listen to your friend and take into account what they're going through. But at the same time, like every person is going to make their own decisions. And I have a friend who really takes my advice. I have a friend who, and, and it's not, it's not, I don't want to say it's uncomfortable that I feel like I'm controlling her life, but at the same time, I'm like, thank you for valuing my opinion so much. And, and being able to see that, like, from an outsider's perspective, like, that is maybe the right thing to do versus going in and at, like, on your emotional level and just doing what you wanted to do because you know it's kind of the wrong answer. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, like, taking someone ad- someone's advice is okay sometimes. Like, if that's what you feel is right, and you feel like, you know what? Yes, I'm strong enough to do that. You're right. I didn't think about it that way. Let me try it that way and see what happens. And it works out like good for you. Like it, there's, you don't have to, if, if someone else's opinion resonates with you and in your gut feeling, you're like, okay, that could work. Let me try it. Yeah. Go for it. it and you take that as a yeah. sign of reassurance. Yeah. Like, cause you, because probably you would have done it anyway. If that's the, did you ever have that one friend or those couple friends that like, if there's a certain problem, you go to one person because you will like their answer versus going to another. Yeah, it's going to be what you wanted initially to do yeah. versus going to someone who whose answer is going to be like, well, I wouldn't have done that. You know what I mean? Who The real voice of reason versus fuck him and do you know what I mean? Do this and do that. And the easy and fun yeah. way versus the one that actually makes you put in work. Yes, exactly. But you have those friends for different reasons. And sometimes that helps. That's really important too, is to really understand um, your relationships and which ones are meant for what purposes. And that helps you not get hurt too. And you just understand, okay, this person is in my life to fill this kind of space. Yep. And then this person is in my life to do something different. Yeah. You need all of those people. 100%. You need all of them. <sighs> I feel good. This was great. I feel really this is good. good. Yeah. Um, I think we hit on all of our points. Yeah. Um, Do you have anything? Like, I, if they're like, last? I really don't. I think I asked you all the questions that I that I wanted your input on. Yeah. Um, I hope that we helped a lot of people. I hope we helped even one even person. Even one person like, just would feel really great. Find their way. Even if I don't ever know it either. I feel like I mean we rambled a lot but a lot of our life experiences are rambles very like (laughs) advise worthy like like as long as I can very smart please listen to us we're very we're we are scientists doctors (laughs) (laughs) of the mental health field no and I but I think that like all people need to hear sometimes is just that someone else went through it too Mm -hmm. and I think that we hit on a lot of that I agree it really helps you uh 
helps in the judgment department. You yeah. stop judging yourself so much when you know that somebody else has gone through similar experiences. Yeah. Don't be so hard on yourself. Um, self-validation takes a long time. Yeah. Um, I mean, don't. And also ke- healing isn't linear. You're going to go through moment, moments. You're going to go through moments. moments. <laughs> I like that word. Webster's um, Dictionary. You're going to go through moments where. What was I? What were I we? we uh, ups and downs of, of, of healing, of validation. Like there's, it's not going to be okay, I met this goal and I feel successful now in my mental health and I'm going to ride it out forever. There's going to be, like, the universe is going to hit you upside the head 20 more times. But it's also meant to do that so that it can also kind of test you in those moments to say, have you really learned that lesson or do you still have some healing to do? Right. Those red flags are going to start hitting you like bricks versus, like, little gusts of wind. And it's always going to happen that way, but it is going to be easier to maneuver through those situations when you are more self-aware and understand yourself better yeah yeah knowing yourself and knowing what you deserve what you don't deserve what you like what you dislike um your views on everything have a view on something pick pick something pick a hill to die on. yeah you know and i think the best advice that i always i've said it multiple times even just to myself in over the past couple of years is start viewing things person to person to person to person not 100%. not like their relation to you like view them as a person what they're showing you is what is what they want to show you like you can't believing the best in someone is all fun and great but like if it's a toxic relationship no matter who they are i'm not talking about a boyfriend i'm not talking about a girlfriend i'm not talking about a parental figure or anything like person to person to person if they are a bad person towards you if you feel anxious when you're with them if you feel they're not giving you the same respect that you're giving them bad things to say about them and never good if it's always that you're you're concerned with how they're going to judge you or how they're going to feel about a certain situation or what they're going to make of a situation that's going on in your life if you have more anxiety than you do comfort Comfort, listen to it yep listen to it for sure all right. I hope you know this is not the last time that you're going to be on this podcast. Oh, <laughs> the next hard hitting deep topic I have, I'm coming right for you. Okay. Thanks for coming, Alexis. I love you. I love you so much. I think we established that far in. Like, I, I'm glad we almost both cried. And these poor people that have had to listen to the ways in which we've just loved and known each other. And they're sitting there like, please move on. We get it. You're in love. Not even (laughs) remotely what this podcast was supposed to be about. No, I think that we'll always have that. But now you know where I live. (laughs) (laughs) I I think we'll always have that like mature emotional relationship. Yeah. And even if it's like, you know, for anybody that knows us in our personal lives, it doesn't mean that we're... Just because we're not as involved in each other's lives does not mean that we respect each other any less. I agree. Wait, wait, well said. Thank you.